Welcome to the Zero Traction Podcast with Cameron Miller and James Allison. Record. There you go. Have you started? And the sound thing is going up and down, which implies that, that it's recording. It's, does that mean it's working? I think that implies it's recording. Okay, let's go. That's all right, yeah. Cool. So okay. cars. <laughs> so cars. So cars. That's, That's how I've you got. kick this. That's this. That is exactly how you kick this off. You just announce the subject. That's it. That's the subject. You just announce the subject, and that's absolutely fine. Welcome, everyone. This is the first time we're doing this. The first time that we are ever recording ourselves out on a walk, having a conversation about cars. So apologies for the nature noises like squelch and birds and other such things that might get in the way of us recording. Um, So I do apologise in advance for all of the crap that you're going to hear Hopefully in amongst the crap is going to be some stuff of interest, some things that you actually want to listen to. Um, And uh, yeah, we'll kick things off then. Why don't we introduce ourselves? James, Um, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm James. Hi, James. I'm 28 years old. Very nice. An avid car lover. That sounds a bit off. I'm a... um, an avid car lover. Okay. Just, <laughs> yeah, I'm settling with that. I'm happy yeah, with that. I'm happy with that. That's fine. That's what I, that's what I am. Yeah, good. Excellent. Um, what about you? Who are you? I'm Cameron. I am 29 and also an avid car lover. I see, it works, doesn't it? It does, actually. I'm, I'm engaging with that as a, as a turn of phrase. Um, Joe, tell us a bit about where you're from. How have we got to this stage? What do you do? Um, nothing of any interest. No. I don't live anywhere particularly interesting. Um, I live in Bracknell Forest. Does that, do you say Bracknell Forest? Yes. You don't just say Bracknell, it's Bracknell Forest. It's, well, Bracknell Forest is sort of the, the more specific area. I don't know. Because just... Bracknell has a reputation of being a bit dodgy. Oh, okay. Um, it's not my opinion. But if you add forest on the end, add it makes it less dodgy. Exactly. Because exactly. chavs don't exist in the forest. They don't. They don't. <laughs> Good. So, yeah, that's where I live. Um, uh, and I, uh, I do a job for a living, which, again, isn't very interesting. So I won't bore you with the details. But I get by. Very good. What about you? Me? You uh, like your job, don't you? I'm okay with my job. It's fine. It's nothing to do with cars, unfortunately. Well, it is. It is a little bit. I'm, I'm an engineer. I'm an automotive engineer, technically, but an elapsed, elapsed automotive engineer. Someone who briefly went into the industry, realised that I would be working on a very tiny, specific component. Like, I was working on the inlet vanes for a variable, t- variable inlet turbochargers. Which wow. I know, I really bore myself just by saying that sentence. I don't know, some people would be interested, you never maybe, know. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. Um, Let us know. We don't want to. If you're interested in that. We don't want to nerd shame. If that's no, your that's thing. No, that's a fair point. That is a fair point. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> if you're deeply into variable inlet turbochargers, yeah. let us know. Let us know. And I'll do a, a more significant section on it in a future episode. I definitely won't. Okay. That knowledge has left me now. Good. I'm pleased. So, uh, but now I work in factory automation and I work with vision systems. And that's even more boring. I and mean, I'm not going to talk about that okay. very much. That's good. In the podcast. Great. Well, okay, that's we... a brief boring history of us. Um, that is. We, as we said previously, love cars. We and do. everything about them. So we're going to talk about that now. Why don't we start off with a bit of a history of cars then, James? Why don't you take us through, start to finish. And I'm thinking 
I was thinking we could do one each. One each, you reckon? Let's Back do, and let's forth? Let's do one each, our first cars. I'm stuck on thorns, James. I'm off now, it's fine. Okay, good. Um, so back and back and forth, you reckon? Okay, yeah, I, I think so. That sounds good. Um, right. That would work if we had owned the same number of cars, but I don't think we have. But anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll go with it. That's fine. So yeah, I reckon a sentence. Yes. Because we will deep dive on each of these cars in future episodes. Yeah. If there are future episodes, you know, if people are actually interested in what we're saying, do let us know if it is interesting. Yes. Or if there's bits that you'd remove. We like constructive criticism because it makes us better. It does. And as we're starting at zero, I think there's probably a lot of room for improvement. Yeah. But yeah, let's go a sentence. Okay. What did you like? What didn't you like about it? Yeah. And then let's move on. Go for it. Okay. My first car. I can't remember the year I bought it. Probably 2010, I would imagine. Yeah? Maybe. When did you pass your test? 2010. Was it? Yeah. February. Late bloomer. Yes. Well, I was still 17. Late bloomer. Um, anyway, my, uh, my first car was a Peugeot. 106 independence oh. 1.1 i oh what a car it was excellent it, it was i actually really enjoyed that car no weight there was no weight there was no power steering my dad paid for an enormous stereo system <laughs> yeah he did, which i he? loved um and it didn't cost a thing to uh, to own it cost me 995 pounds to buy but during its more than that to insure surely two or three years yeah, the insurance was um, north of a thousand pounds, which at the time, if you started with a one, you were doing well. <laughs> you were doing well. Um, but yeah, so I enjoyed that car. It did, yeah, it didn't cost anything to uh, to run. Basically, just a bit of fuel, um, and it was quite nippy up to thirty miles an hour, which is all you need around town. That is. Um, so there you go. That was my first car. It was green, by the way. Oh um, yeah. And had little Eiffel towers stitched into the uh, into the seats it did <laughs> so i do i remember that car fondly and i will remind me in a future episode to talk about when the exhaust fell off oh yes yeah when we deep dive on the car we'll talk yes. about the v8 1.1 oh good times so it was the the smallest capacity v8 that's ever existed yeah, yeah. it was enormously loud so fantastic go on what was yours uh mine was the um the the 1.1 Hyundai Getz, Getz as in, I can't get the Z across, G-E-T-Z. I don't know who decided in, somewhere in South Korea, someone thought this is a good combination of letters to make a name. Let's stick a Z at the end of it. What, um, year, what year was this car? It was 2003, I think it was a 53 plate. Oh. And I bought it, I didn't buy it, my no, parents, didn't. Didn't my parents it. bought it. Um, which makes me sound like a bit of a middle class toff, which actually is uh, about right, to be honest. There's a, uh, not going to lie, my parents bought me my first car. So I'm not going to complain about it too much because they did buy it for me. I will complain a little bit. Um, they, did, they did buy mine. It was just much, much cheaper than yours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think yours basically... Yours was £3,000, I think, and mine was less than 1000 It so. was. That's about right, yeah. Um, and it was great. I did actually really enjoy it. I think I enjoyed it in that way that everyone enjoys their first car. Yeah. Um, in that Freedom. it's... It's free, yeah, it represents freedom. It represents the ability to go anywhere that you want to go with your friends. Yeah. Um, and it had no power, but I didn't care. No, because it, it felt had... fast, because it was the first car yeah. that you drove, really, other than your, your learner car, which you were never yeah. allowed to drive on your own. No. I mean, to be allowed out in your own car alone, it felt amazing. Oh, freedom. 
It was fantastic. Absolute freedom. So from that re in that regard, I loved it. I had it for a few years. I took it to my first couple of years at uni um, before I handed it off to my sister, who then used it when she passed her test. So it was it was great, and I will deep dive on that car in another episode. Yes. Go on then, James. Car number two. Car number two was this is a good one. Oh yeah, a classic mini. Oh yes. That was car number two. It was. I, I forgot that was car number two. Now, unfortunately, my granddad had to pass away for this to be, for this to happen. Um, and he'd had this car for a number of years and he'd transformed it into the little beast that it was. What year was it? 1989, was it? It, it was an 84. 84, I'm sorry. I made it newer than it was. It's okay. Um, and yeah, so he'd spent thousands and thousands of pounds on essentially restoring this car um, back to its former glory and then uh, passed away and left it to me in his will. Yeah. So I was shocked and this happened before my first car because I wasn't actually going to go yeah, and I do remember. a test. I wasn't going to go and pass my driving test because I didn't want the financial burden. Um, you know, and all my friends were local and they were learning to drive, so I didn't really feel like I needed to because, you know, I could just get a lift with, with somebody. With me? With you, probably. Um, but yeah, so this happened. I got left this car and I just, I had to um, do my lessons, do my test and buy a first car because the insurance on this car, the classic Mini, was around £10,000. <laughs> was it really? From about one or two companies. You're kidding. A lot of companies didn't want to insure a 17-year-old on a classic Mini. Which Bloody hell. I don't understand, really. <laughs> I had no so, idea. You, got, yeah. you even managed to get a quote. Yeah, I got a quote and it was like 10 grand. Bloody hell. Um, so yeah, that was sat in a garage for three and a half years whilst I drove around this little uh, Peugeot 106, you know, and I got a few years older and so the insurance managed to come down to around 1500 to 2000 pounds yeah which obviously i took out over the course of a year so i could afford the monthly payments um but yeah again the deep dive on that one is going to be is going to be very good it's going to be fun yeah i'm looking forward to that one the specific details of that car are insane suffice it to say it was a thing of beauty yes Absolutely. That did go wrong. Well, that it, very much did go wrong. It's, it's a 1984 Mini. Yes. If it ever, I'd be amazed if it went a week without something going yeah. wrong. So, fantastic. I think, I'll tell you now, I think the actual time frame between things going wrong, you know, when it was, when it was fine, when it was performing well, I think was five weeks. Five weeks? Five weeks during one summer. Yeah. You introduce any kind of cold. Yeah. And it didn't want to move. Yeah. Nice. Um, so did yeah, it have a manual choke? Oh, we're, deep, we're deep diving. It I don't want to deep dive. It did have a choke. I don't want to um, deep dive. But yeah, we'll, we'll go into that later on. Great. Um, so your second car. Yeah. Go. Uh, yeah, I did. After a, the Gets. After the Gets, which, which I guess you sort of counts as my car, even though I didn't really buy it. But first car I bought with my own money was in my third year of uni. I bought a uh, 1996 10th anniversary edition uh, Toyota MR2, silver, Excellent. wooden steering wheel. Yep, I remember. They don't make it like that anymore. Uh, it was it That was felt beautiful. very special. That really did. It still does now, to be fair. And if I'd have kept hold of it, it would have more than tripled in value. Yeah. 
However, I only bought it for about 1350. So yeah. tripling in value isn't that was an amazing deal. It's not. It is. It, it was a good deal at the time, and if I'd have kept it in good condition and kept it till now, it would be worth a good chunk of money. Yeah. Um, especially if I'd have kept it relatively low mileage. So at the time, it had 106,000 miles, which sounds like a lot, but for a car from 1996, I guess it's not a huge amount. And those two-liter Toyota engines, I think they had them in the um, What's the other one? The Celica. They had it yeah, in the Celica right. as well. Were pretty bulletproof. Until I got my hands on it. Yeah. Because uh, you <laughs> thought you could service it yourself. I probably, yeah, I was, I was doing, yeah, as I said, I was doing automotive engineering as yes. a degree and thought, I could do this. I have all the skills and all the knowledge. Turns out that technical skill and knowledge doesn't translate to mechanical skills and knowledge with your hands. And you actually need to be able to do things with your hands and actually get dirty. And I wasn't very good at that, if I'm being honest, still not. So it's a bit of a shame. I let that one fall apart a little bit. Well, as I get, as I said, we'll deep dive on another episode. I did absolutely love that. Do you remember me turning upside your house? I do. Without, I do. without well, telling excited. you I bought it. It was dark and I'm pretty sure you didn't even say you were coming over or you may have done it at the very last minute. Um, but yeah, it was, it was quite a special thing because we were still very young at this point. Yeah, um, what, like 20? Something like that, maybe younger. Yeah. What a um, car. Yeah, I had that great. thing for years as well. Great car. Go on then, James. My after first the Mini. Car, after the Mini, um, I got a Ford Fiesta ST. You did. The Mark 4 slash 5, I can't actually ever remember. It's the two litre naturally aspirated one. Yeah. Um, in blue, which yeah. is nice. Um, With the infinitely have... deeply recessed sat nav screen. Yes. Yeah. Which wasn't a sat nav screen. Was it? You didn't get a sat-nav. <laughs> you didn't get sat nav in a 2005 Ford. Um, oh, yeah. No, sorry. I forgot. This is the older ST, isn't it? The older one, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, had I the blue forgot one completely you had that. Year. Um, yes. Because I was sick of the mini. Um, the boxy one. Yes. I yeah. was sick of the mini breaking down on me all the time. And also, I did need a deposit for a flat, um, which the mini provided for me. So, as as painful as it was to see it go, I desperately needed the, the money to put down on a flat of my own, which I thought, you know, my granddad would be more than, more than happy with. Yeah, I think so. Um, so that, unfortunately, that went, but I did in its place get a pretty fun front-wheel drive um, Fiesta ST with a two-litre naturally aspirated engine, which I remapped um, to change the, uh, change the curve power curve yeah there's a limit there's a limit to what you could do with an unturbocharged engine but yeah yeah but it did it did help um i got it running very very nicely um before my fourth car but before that what was your third car mine mr2 and then into a 8l shape mark one audi s3 uh yeah that was fun initially sort of fun yeah. uh, there's a lot wrong with this car this is probably the worst car i've ever this will owned be the, this will be the best deep dive yeah. best is for me <laughs> listening to it again it will be the not... best deep dive oh I'm sorry because really. <laughs> it was your own stupid fault for buying a car for buying the first car you saw again i know i keep doing that i did that which with you, the mr2 which you will understand listeners um is a trait with cameron yeah he buys the first car he sees yeah. Um, and he's never not done that. Yeah. So there you go. 
It's because I get excited over the idea of owning a particular car. I'll do like even if it was months of research on piston heads and auto trade. I'll just research is, is a strong word, I think probably. Months of browsing, endless browsing. Yeah. And then I find one that looks like it meets the criteria I want, you know, yeah. decent mileage, a yeah. good service history. Or I'll I say that like I don't allow a certain amount of dubious history, which is another topic as well of conversation <laughs> and has screwed me over recently. But anyway, this actually had really good service history, full Audi service history, 66,000 miles on the clock, which for a 51 plate is not exactly bad. Um, and it was immaculate when we worked, and we went, we went out for a test drive, didn't we? We did. And it was fine. It was fine. It felt fast, obviously, yeah. because it was the first turbocharged car I think we'd been in. 1.8T, yeah. So it was quite, it was quite nippy. It's a big step up as well. The, the MR2, 170 six brake i think it was because yes. it was a it was a uh there's a mark ii but then it was a third yes. third gen of that so it was it felt quick with the 225 bam engine rapid car yeah. really great fun four-wheel drive but within a month of owning it the check engine came on and thus began a saga which involved it having the engine out many times and it physically blowing up. So we will we will cover that in some in some detail in the future episodes. Yes, looking forward to that one. Oh goodness! Before we do that though, James, tell us about your next. My after next. After we car. got rid of the Fiesta. Well, after I got rid of the Fiesta, I bought a Fiesta. Oh, yep. This no was way. the most irresponsible financial decision of my life. <laughs> to this <laughs> up to this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I had this. Um, 150 brake horsepower Fiesta, and I thought, you know what, that's and not enough. Light as well, by the way. That's definitely light. a light it was little good thing. Fun. It was good fun, but there was nothing wrong with it, and I'd spent a lot of money sorting it out. Um, but I went to, for some reason, I went to a Ford dealership with one of my friends, who I think actually, come to think of it, we were there because he was mound tuning his his Ford Fiesta ZTEC S, I the 1.6 naturally aspirated. Um, Zetec S. I knew Mountune would come into this at some point. You yeah, can't mention a Ford episode. without Mountune coming into the story at some point. So that's why we were there. And he thought, right, we've got to wait for this thing to be sorted. He was having it Mountune, so exhaust, remap and everything. Um, why don't you pretend you're, buy, you're in the market to buy a, a brand new Fiesta ST? So I sort of thought, okay, let's just go out for a test drive. It'll be quite fun. See what you think of it. See what I think. Obviously, fell in love with the thing. And on that same day, placed an order for one. <laughs> oh, no, um, that, a brand you, new one. You make fun of me for buying the first car that I've seen. I'm, surely you have no legs to stand on here, considering you walked into a dealership, yeah. impulse went for a car you yes. weren't even attempt. You weren't even thinking about buying, no. and left the dealership having bought having it. Having ordered one. And you can tell I couldn't afford it at the time, because there, was a, there were three variants of this ST. The ST1, 2, and 3. Yeah all with different levels of spec. The three had the full works, so it had every option included. There was a ST2 outside the dealership for less money, for like three or four thousand pounds under list price, which had been upgraded to an ST3 spec. And well, someone have bought an ST2 and then spec ST3 up. stuff. Yeah, because I think they brought the ST3 out later. So if you uh, bought an ST2 um, at the time before the ST3 came out, you could add the options, but they thought they grouped them all together and released an ST3. I see. So he said, this one's good to go now, why don't you just buy this one? 
And I said, no, because I need to sell my ST first to drum up some sort of deposit <laughs> for the lease agreement. Yes. Yeah. We'll deep dive um, on this another time. So yeah, we, we, we'll go into it. But anyway, so I, I walked away from a, a much, much better deal, <laughs> having ordered a brand new <laughs> ST3 for delivery in four months time. Oh God, I remember that. So yeah. the dealer must have been thinking, what on earth is this guy doing? He's just, <laughs> there's one sat there, fully specced, ready to go for 4,000 pounds less, but he wants to wait four months, pay 4,000 pounds more. What's he doing? But he wasn't, you know, he wasn't, he didn't say any of that, obviously, because no. it's a commission for him, isn't it? If I Absolutely. Walked in, I literally, I was his dream. Yeah. I walked in and said, I'll have one of those, please. <laughs> I did no shopping like around. Like an absolute I did no negotiating. Baller. I didn't do anything. I, I must have looked very, very rich, but I can <laughs> tell you now I was not. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, that was a £304 per month pay. Oh, that sounds expensive now. And yes. you were, what, like 21? I was, yeah, I was, I was a baby. <laughs> um, in the brain at wow least, definitely so uh, that was a great car but though. what a car that was bloody absolutely. hell 1.6 turbocharged 180 brake horsepower with overboost 200 horsepower oh what a car it was great that was fantastic and it just had it had it had road gripping abilities that I am yet to experience again yeah until the began, but it did have some unfeasible. What was, what was your next car, Cameron? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it's all right. We could we could hover yeah. over the ST for a bit because it was a fantastic, ridiculous car. Yeah. And that is the one I was talking about with the infinitely yes, cavernous. That's right. So recess that had, that had for the sat nav. Sat -nav. Um, and the yeah the the it had a little roof on it. I don't know why it needed a roof, but it had one. Good Lord. But it was excellent, excellent. Excellent car. Cool. My turn now then. Your go. My go, James. The McGann. The McGann. I, I do love this thing. I what still have car. this now. Still have it. Uh, I will be getting rid of it though, because yeah. there's many things wrong with it. As amazing as it is, there's many, many things that have gone wrong with I mean, it over the years. what sort of McGann is it? Is it a two litre diesel McGann? Is it a 1.6 petrol McGann? Who knows? Is it the big bummed mid 2000 McGann? It is not, listeners. No, it is not. Uh, why are we building this up like it's incredibly interesting? Well, but it is. Yeah, it's not it as interesting as the build up. Nicely, it is spec quite It nicely. is. It is an RS 250 McGann from 2012. It's uh, a delight. Cup. It's the cup. I'm sorry, I forgot to mention the cup bit. It's okay. It's got leather Recaro seats. It has. The bucket seats, though, the nice ones, the really sought after ones they are sought after and they're stuck in a bunch of different cars actually i think there's certain lotuses from that same era that have the exact same seats just with lotus stamped in them they're really lovely seats we're not going to focus too much on the seats no because it's nice the cup though. chassis it's 38 percent stiffer wow. all around i think um it's got the brembo brakes yep uh discs and calipers it is Lovely. It's also got the RS monitor as well, which is a little known about but highly sought after feature in the, in the McGann's, where if you hold a couple of buttons, you get up some sport displays, which show you lap times and the peak power, and they allow you to alter the throttle response and just have a bit of fun with the car through the little trip computer, yeah. which is quite cool. And it's, it's also got the, cool the giant 19 inch 
rims, which They're are nice impossible. They are impossible not to curb. Um, and just generally, it's been a fantastic car. Yeah. Apart from everything about it that's not fantastic, which yeah. I will be deep diving on in the future. Sorry if you just heard some people there. Okay. That's out yeah. of our control. <laughs> Sorry. What Other are you people saying? are out of our control. Yes, it's a it's a great car apart from every single thing that has gone wrong with it over the over the time of me owning it, um, and that's because I bought it with very dubious service history and a relatively high mileage. Yes. The lesson here, just long story short, don't do that. I would say shop around and don't buy the first car that you see. Yeah. Every time. But saying that, I can't I can't now say this, <laughs> having just told everybody about my your uh, story, my blood your impulse buying. My impulse. We're both in, we're both impulsive. We are. We're both impulsive. We are. But you win at being more impulsive, James. Thanks. I like winning. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's that. That's good. And uh, where are you at? Where? What's next for you, um, James? What's next for me? So I had to get rid of the brand new um, frozen white Fiesta ST. <laughs> Important um, detail. Yeah, it was nice. Um, anyway, I had to get rid of it. As you can imagine, 300 pounds a month whilst trying to maintain a flat is not ideal. No. So I went for something a bit worse than a Fiesta ST. It wasn't that much worse. Um, very different. It was very different. It was my first real drive car. Ooh. Um, 1.8 litre, 140 brake horsepower, a Japanese import. Can you tell what it is yet? <laughs> no idea, James. It was a Mark I MX-5 Unos Roadster. Oh. And it was heavily modified. Heavily it, modified. It was disgusting. It had the loudest exhaust <laughs> I think I've ever heard in a car. Yeah. It was so low to the ground that it wouldn't go over, I mean, it wouldn't go over speed bumps, just full stop. You had to find routes that didn't have speed bumps. But any sort of bumpy road, it would scrape along the ground. Yeah. And no, it wasn't adjustable. No. It wasn't like air ride where you can just, you know, before you set off, put it in a reasonable position and then off you go. No, I had to, I had to drive around, scrape it along, along the floor. Yeah. Um, oh, there's a plane flying over. Excellent. Yay. Podcast in lockdown. Yay. We're not that far from Farnborough Airport if you wanted to geolocate us. Yes. Um, and hence, every so often, a plane flies over. Yeah. But this car was much, much cheaper. It was about, I think it was £2,995. £2, yeah. Um, Expensive for a unit. Well, it, was, it didn't have any rust on it, which was, which was quite good. Yeah, how recently imported was it? Because I think the imports tend to be less rusty. Yeah, they don't salt the roads over there in Japan, no. do they? So, no, I don't. I don't really know any of the details about when it was imported. I can't. Maybe I did at the time. But I can't really remember now. But it was good though. I enjoyed that car. Stretch tires. Um, but yeah, I tried to fix it. Basically, that was my mistake. I should have kept it as a, a just a ridiculous, a stupid show car, slam really. show car. Yeah, I just kept it. You know, kept the bodywork nice and. But what I did was try to make it livable, so I had the suspension raised and things like that, and I just ruined it basically. Although it went over speed bumps, it just looked terrible, <laughs> in my opinion. Did you unstretch the tyres? Um, I did, yeah. 
You want to stretch the tire? Yeah, it didn't I have, did because it had 195s and they were stretched because it had like 9J <laughs> wheels. Uh, Wheel experts out there will know what 9J means. Oh, 9J, mate. Love 9J. a bit of 9J. Um, but yeah, so 195s would stretch on it, which made for some hilarious um, road characteristics. Road characteristics, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when it was uh, a bit greasy out there. A bit dicey, if you know what I mean. So. Yeah, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Um, your next one? Mine uh, is my current car, alongside the Megane, which is currently sat on the driveway. But sat in front of the car on the driveway is a 17-plate M140i. Boom. Oh. Big time. Oh. Boom. Yeah, what a car. That's great. I'm I... yet to go out in it because... Because um, oh, lockdown. Because of lockdown. So I am very much looking forward to the day that we can sit in other people's cars again. Oh yes. And I can have a bit of fun in that myself. What a car. In brief. Some details. In brief, it is a car that I've, I've never seen a car inhabit two completely different worlds than that car. And by that, I mean the world of boy racer insanity and general hooliganness. And- Good word. Or hooliganness, I know. I'm coining it, it's mine. And then on the opposite end of that, comfort rolling along a motorway without noticing that the engine is on that world as well. It's It's ridiculous. pretty incredible achievement. Ridiculous. I, I, I mean, I'm gonna, de I'm gonna detail this later on. Yeah. It's obviously the most expensive and modern car yes. that I've ever owned. Yeah. Um, but it's just unbelievable. It's worth yeah. every penny. It's ludicrous what Until it's capable of doing. Until it goes wrong. It's not going to go wrong because I haven't, haven't gone high mileage. I've gone pretty new. Pretty new. It's got full BMW service history. It's even which got at the moment like two services. Which at the moment is like two services. That's but how new it is. It's it's just great. It's just I love it, and yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna really detail that in a future episode. But suffice it to say, it costs me less than my Megane to run in every single metric yes. that you can look at a car. Yeah. Miles per gallon. It's cheaper to insure, it's cheaper to tax, it's cheaper on every single thing. Every single thing is cheaper out of this car than my Megane, and it's quicker and more capable than my Megane on, well, on country roads. I'm gonna preface this by saying, it's definitely quicker on the country roads because it has more power, yeah. and because it's much more compliant with the bumps and stuff that you find on the British B roads. But on track, I'm pretty sure the Megane would have it. I mean, it's a very track-focused car, that again. It is, it is, but it's crashy to say the least. Yeah. So that's that's it. I'm done now. I'm actually that's You're my done. list completed. But you've still oh, got okay. some to go. I've got a you? couple to go. Um, which I thought I thought you'd had more cars than me when we started this, but as it turns out, I've got I've had two more than you, which is weird. Yeah, you had a lot more um, than me. So the next car after the black. Who'd you uh, sell that one to? Unos Roadster. A friend, wasn't it? I sold that to a friend. He sold it to his friend and then it blew up. <laughs> so I dodged a bullet there. Yeah, you did. Um, literally caught fire from the battery. So the back rear quarter, which was where the battery was located for some reason. Um, I don't know what happened. Water must have seeped in or something um, and shorted it. But yeah, it caught fire in a massive way. And that car is no longer. No longer with us. No R.I.P. Rip in peace. <laughs> rip, rip in peace. <laughs> Unos Roadster. Yes, um, but I liked the I liked it so much. I went and bought a Mark II um, MX-5 1.8 with about fifty-five thousand miles on it in perfect condition. It was great. It was amazing, and that car was a thousand pounds cheaper. 
yeah. than the black one. And yeah. it didn't have any silly mods. It had nice alloys. Yeah. It had normal suspension. Someone had taken the number plate and shifted it off to the left. They had done that. That was a very tasteful mod, I thought. You think that's tasteful? I like that. I don't get that. Because it was a square number plate off to the off to the side, it's, but which it's just made the front end look nice and, and round. It, it wasn't sort of like broken up with this horrible number plate just in the middle of the bonnet. I suppose it gives you the the look of the big smiley face that the Mark II has got. That big open gaping mouth yeah. that the Mark II has is then pretty obvious, and you get rid of that if you put a number plate in front yeah. of it. So I, I okay, I'm with you on that. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's not a wannabe Alpha. It's not. It's not, um, and obviously no pop-up headlights, which were the best thing. Let's, let's not beat you around the bush here. The pop-up lights oh, were the best yes. thing about that Unos. They were. Um, and the oh, MR2 and it had the separate button that. to do it. That's the difference. My, exactly, My yes. MR2, I'd have to turn the lights on to get the pop-ups up. But with the Unos, you had a button, just the, I could turn, I could just You could have just them raise up. them up. So I sort of quite often just drove around with two squares in my field of view out of the windscreen. Yeah, because um, it looks fucking awesome. It looks cool. But then I thought it looked way better with them shut. So I did that as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, I had a, I had a, red, a red MX-5 Mark II, 1998 after that. And I had that for quite a long time. You did. Before upgrading, I think, to a uh, Mazda 2 1.3. Oh. Tamura. 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 I think it's the Tamura. It's the five door. It's the Tamura because it looks sporty. It it's looks sporty. a little sporty, bit of a spoiler at the but back. But it's not the sport. But it costs you the same as a little 1.3. Um, and that's all I want to say about that car. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very cheap. Um, we're not going to be deep diving on it. We're not going to be deep diving that. And I'm looking to get rid of it very soon for something a little bit special. Oh, we'll keep that a surprise. Yes. But we'll go TBC. on the journey with you, James. I reckon that's what we'll do. Thanks everyone. We'll go on the journey. You guys, you listeners out there might be able to help me. Yes, when, it come, when the time comes. Oh, we're going to be so successful that we'll get people to be able to do yes. research for you yes, on your cars. Yes, can find me cars. Yeah. Bring me cars and I will choose my favorite. That... <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I envisage this happening. That'd be great. That sounds ideal, mate. That sounds great. Okay, that's car history. That's the entire podcast. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. No, no, James. No, we need to talk about other things. There's going to be variety. More variety than just us talking about okay, ourselves well, and I our cars. That, I hope the listeners aren't listening to that entire thing because they'll be they'll be there for a long time. Yeah, we'll edit and chop cut that bits. up. We'll chop. We'll chop that up. <laughs> chop that we'll up. get rid of the bits where a cyclist came past and yeah. a dog came past and the plane flew over. Yeah. And all manner of things that... While still trying to make what we're talking about coherent. Coherent and interesting, yes. which I think is going to be a challenge. Because uh, I know that there's a certain amount of narcissism in recording yourself speak. Yeah. But... Which is what I struggle with. <laughs> that is, I struggle the same. I struggle, I struggle the and same. And I'm pleased I'm not the one editing it because I really don't like the sound of my own voice. Yeah. Oh, but, James, I love the sound of mine. Well, that's love great. It. This works well then as a team because you yeah. can just edit the entire thing. Silky smooth, slightly posh, oh, delightful. Okay, listeners, please roast him. <laughs> roast him. Give him both barrels. <laughs> Give him both barrels. Yeah, deservedly so. All right, next segment, people. This segment, opinion pieces. Opinion pieces, let's go. Opinions from people who have no right to have any opinions <laughs> on anything. Coming at you right now. Yes. Because all our worldly experience 
<laughs> has brought us to this point where we have very valid opinions about cars. Yeah. Um, let's kick things off then with M badges, AMG badges on things that are not M cars <laughs> or AMG cars. People, what are you doing? I guarantee there's someone, I don't guarantee this actually, no, I take no. it back. Take I was about to say, Cut. in a very, <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say in a very sort of narcissistic way that maybe someone who's listening to this has done this to their car, but yeah. realistically, probably about three people are gonna yeah. listen to yeah. this. And I doubt that any have done, any have done this to this car. If you own a C220D and you stick an AMG badge on the back of your car, you're an idiot. You're an, you're an idiot. You're, Why have you done that? You're calling our listeners, our valid, cherished <laughs> listeners, idiots. I'm sorry to the three of you. Uh, if all, Maybe all three of you have done this. Don't do it. Go if, outside right now and take it off the back of off. your car. If you are the sort of person who looks at your 320D and thinks, this needs an M badge, Get out. <laughs> get out. Just get out. It does depend on where the M badge is, though. To be fair, it's an it's it's a bit of a minefield because you can obviously get M Sport editions of things like 320Ds. I was about to say, BMW are doing this for you anyway. It, it's a one of the bit. days where M badges are going on brand new BMWs because they do it for you. Yeah. Every BMW you can go in and buy nowadays has an M Sport. I hope you can hear the air quotes. <laughs> can you M hear Sport. them? Um, edition, which just plasters the car and the wheels and the gear stick and the steering wheel yeah. with little baby M badges. But where it doesn't put it is on the back. Yes. That's the thing. It doesn't actually, you don't, they don't debadge the car and then stick an M badge in its place. And I think that's the big difference is that you see people driving around in a 53 plate 320D that they've debadged. Yeah. They've got slightly bigger rims on it. Yeah and they put an M badge where the 320D used to sit. Yeah. And that is what I hate. That is the, the worst. worst. Because who are you impressing? Let's, let's, let's look at the, the, the various different groups of people yeah. who could be observing your car during the day. And it's gonna be, you could probably roughly separate people into people who care about cars and people who don't care about cars. Yeah. People who don't care about cars don't care that there's an M badge on it and they don't know that the M badge means anything in particular. So you're not going to impress them no matter what. You probably have to have a Lamborghini to impress them yeah. because everyone's impressed by a Lamborghini. And then there's people who know cars and love cars and they know that it's a fake M. Every single one of them will know immediately that that is not an M3. Because if you've liked cars for as long as we've liked cars, you can just tell what a car is based on a number of different things. Yeah. For the most part, to, yeah. To the point of like the front bumper. I know that's an M car front bumper. I know the light inlays aren't like that on a 320D, therefore it must be an M car. So if you're rolling around in a 320D, I'll know it's a 320D, and then I see an M badge on the back, just think you're an idiot. You're a knob. Who are you impressing? Who are you impressing? You're not impressing anyone. It's exactly the same with the AMG. Yeah. Exactly the same. I see those less often, to be fair. Yeah. I There's see... one in my work car park. <laughs> I see. There's one, in... so I see it every day. Well, every day that I'm not locked down at home, but Every yeah. day of my job, I have to come in and see a C220D. They haven't even removed the C220D. It just says C220D on one side of the boot, and then on the <laughs> other side, it has AMG. So they've just gone to Halfords, bought and an AMG They bag. have. And it's wonky. I'm pretty sure oh, it's wonky as well. At least get them straight, guys. <laughs> Goodness sake. Get the size right. 
That really sums up the person that it is though, doesn't it? Yeah. It's not even straight. That's the sort of person we're dealing with. Not ideal. Can't even put a badge on straight. So yeah. I would say I hope I'm not insulting anybody, but I actually hope, I hope we are insulting. I hope we are. People. I hope this is I this has shocked you to your core. To this thing. Yeah. These two random blokes on a podcast that I just stumbled across have told me that I'm an idiot because I have an M badge on the back of my car. Sharon, I'm going outside to take it off. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> happening. Very good. So that's the first opinion piece. Yes. That was it's, a good one. It's a, I'm quite, it does anger me though. It angers me unnecessarily. It's one of those things where I can feel the rage building up inside me. Yeah. Rage enough that I want to find a post-it note and a pen. And I've never done that to anybody. I've never, I've never actually got a post-it note and pen and written down really just really with a question mark pointing yeah. and then an arrow that just points down at said badge yeah i mean you'll need to be specific because you know we're dealing with those sort of people <laughs> that won't understand what you mean why has someone put really on the back yeah. of my car yeah i don't know of things i think it in my brain and i think that would be hilarious and i would show them i would show them that they are an idiot they would know from the post-it note on the back of their car that they have, they have wronged, and obviously that's not true, and they wouldn't care. No. They might not even notice. They'd probably not they even would. look at the back of the car yeah, and drive off, and it would just fall off at some point. Yeah. At which point, I'm just littering. That's a crime. That's a crime. That's a crime. And then... And then While we're on the subject, yes. if you litter, you are also an idiot <laughs> and a criminal. <laughs> well, if you litter, you're an idiot and a criminal. Yeah. I love it. That's I hate great. people that litter. Just find a bin. And if there isn't a bin, keep yeah. the rubbish on you until you can find a bin. Yeah. We've gone off piste. We've gone... But I hate it. I hate littering. Yeah. It's okay, James. Get it out. That's okay. It's That's out. what this it's is out. now. This, this out, podcast guys. is now a therapy session in which we can moan about the various things that people do that no, annoy I us. No, I disagree. It's too early for a therapy session for us. We need to keep it on topic for at least one episode. <laughs> it, it might derail a bit, but that's absolutely fine, I think. No problem at all. Well, I think that's probably a good point to bring it to a close for now for our first, our inaugural episode. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Bit I of an intro. you guys are happy with that. Um, please let us know. Um, what you liked, what you disliked. Be constructive. Hashtag Absolutely. be kind as well. Remember, this is our first time. Yeah. So, yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. Like we enjoyed recording it for you. I quite enjoyed it, yeah. It's quite fun. Get into the flow of it. Not yeah. too bad. Excellent. Well, thanks very much, guys. Chat to you soon. Bye.